0: Here we go. In three, two, one. Hey there, guys. It's the Not a An- Competition. Why do I always want to say Not Another?
1: Not Another competition? competition. We <laughs> we are the only competition. It's not,
0: it's not Another. Yeah, it is the main competition. Not a competition podcast here with your hosts, Sean Brady and Mr. Esteemed Executive President, Maro Adamo.
1: Brady, how's it going? Happy to be here, as always. Uh, Yeah, oh my gosh, look at us, I'm esteemed and a president, I don't know of what, we won't find out. Uh,
0: Yeah, we don't tell you that.
1: So last week, or a few days ago, it's it's hard to say um, when these come out nowadays, but we talked about a lot of news in the NFL, a lot of people went from place A to place B, very exciting. This week not as much news, so we're going to talk a little bit of new stuff, then jump into some fantasy predictions, projections, ideas.
0: Uh, we could always just change this podcast to be just a Baltimore Oriole podcast and talk about um, how well the season's going, and then, like, three days in after opening day, just be like, we're calling.
1: You know, I was watching, uh, I was making dinner yesterday, and I had on the TV, I had the Rockies playing the Angels because I have a soft spot for the Rockies. Ooh. They were down, like, 8-2 to two in the 7th, and I was like, what the fuck's wrong with this team?
0: <laughs> so 8-2? to two. I saw one game that was, I'm... I, I want to say it was twenty-five to something today was happening. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. What's going on? No, no this, this juice balls training.
1: are crazy. It was I know exactly what you're talking about because it was the Nationals. It was twenty-nine to right. eight Cardinals. Whoop the Nationals! And today was um cherry blossom day. Like they wore cherry blossom jerseys or they did cherry blossom merch, something like that.
0: Right. Yo, I saw that and I was like, I want this it's sweet. so bad. It's It's pretty sweet. Because I love, you know, I love a good crazy uh, jersey.
1: It's the right kind of um, crazy. What
0: I'm, what I saw was the list of teams that are getting these kind of jerseys. Ooh. And I was like, oh shit, one of them. Oh wait, is this, what the hell is this? They don't have, or did I skip? oh. I thought the brewers are supposed to get one that sick. Um, oh, last year saw the launch of these custom jerseys. The unveilings continue this season with Nationals. Uh, Milwaukee Brewers are June 24th. So this list may just... This person ranked them, and I guess they ranked last year's, along with the Washington one. The Washington one's got... Yeah, it's nice gray. It's got pink accents with, like, the cherry blossoms. I was like, that's dope. But then I was like... Maybe I wanna cop the Brewers one instead of uh, and I think I've got good news. It's uh, Washington Nationals, Houston Astros comes out April twentieth, okay, or is Warren April twentieth? I don't know. Uh, Kansas City Royals on April thirtieth, Colorado Rockies oh! June fourth, then Angels and Brewers, and then finally the Padres. So I was like, if I'm gonna Buy a wacky jersey, a cuckoo jersey. Maybe I just wait till the Brewers one because I actually like the Brewers. Um, Not that I hate the Nationals. Oh,
1: but I feel like uh, there's like a little rivalry between the Orioles and the Nationals because they're so close together. Yeah, they hate. They hate. So I feel like that's a little like different. Right. Mm -hmm. Like uh, like I love. I
0: don't have that same animosity though. I'm I'm an Oreo fan whose greatest rival team is the Yankees. <laughs> I guess that's true. Because I live in New York, so I have to deal with the Yankees more. Huh. I don't live in Wash like in that area, so I don't have to be like, Oh, the fucking Washington Nationals, buddy. The other thing is like they're not even in the same division, so like I don't care. It's you never like even the Yankees think of Mets.
1: Ooh, I was actually about to say it's like you know I'm super excited that Scherzer is gonna be at Citi Field, so I can just like go and see a game. But it's like I don't want to buy a Scherzer jersey because yeah. he's a Met. Like I I would sooner right. buy a Dodgers Scherzer jersey than a Mets one.
0: Well, I mean like, are you do you hate the Mets because you're a Yankee fan, or do you hate the Red Sox?
1: I hate the Red Sox. Like the Red Sox is definitely right. Number Your one.
0: rivalries that are like I, with people that you face more. There's bonus. something about like, the Like, the Yankees hate the Red Sox more than they hate the Mets. And the Mets hate the Phillies more than they hate the Yankees. But they still, they're still still a rivalry. And I feel that way as an Oreo fan. I'm like, I hate the guy who for the last 20 years has kicked the shit out of the division. Um, and obviously the last 10 years has been a lot less than those first 10. But, <laughs> um, like, the Yankees are the big bad empire. So, like... As an Oriole fan, I'm like, I hate those guys. They're eating my lunch all day. Like, if I'm a kid in school... And I live on the same court as a kid. And you tell me you should hate that kid because he's the closest to you. (laughs) And then we both go to school and everybody's eating all our lunch together. (laughs)
1: 100%. You're like, yo. I actually
0: think I hate the guys eating our lunch together. No, no.
1: You look at that kid who's also getting his lunch chowed down. And you're like, bro, like, I understand he's Big Daddy, but I hate But, like, you're the problem here. And he's like, what? To
0: be fair, Washington's more successful. The
1: Orioles are the Mets of this rivalry. Oh, that's true. When you're the Mets of the rivalry, you take what you can get.
0: But, yeah, yeah, but 100%.
1: I'm going to just touch back to the – we're totally off tro- topic here. But, like, the Dodgers – so, since coming to Brooklyn – I'm in Brooklyn now um, as of episode mm-hmm. 44. Before, actually, before episode 44, but this is just episode 44, and I want to slide that in there. But so, ever since coming mm-hmm. to Brooklyn, I'm trying to hop on all the bandwagons. Like, I already owned a Kevin Durant jersey, but I'm trying to go to Nets games. And – yeah. So part of me really wishes I could, like, root for the Dodgers. Cause it's like, yo, the Brooklyn Dodgers, that's fun. But when a team is really good, you can't hop on the bandwagon like that. Like like us hopping on the Rockies and Brewers bandwagons, it's like nobody cares. Right. Those teams are ass. But
0: yeah, just kind of, Brewers thought about being good for a second, and then they're like, what if we don't, though?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what if Christian Yelich isn't an MVP every single year?
0: Yeah. So that, but, uh, that's my anecdote about the I've, Dodgers i am looking at these older ones this guy has them ranked and his number one is like the chicago's one which just says like south side on it and it's black jersey with white pinstripes very cool miami marlins one is like a red one with some white shit on it i don't know nice and then it has the new washington one and fourth is my favorite that i've seen so far and it's a yellow one with like almost like electric blue oh no um on it and it's boston no i hate those i used to i those. love it it reminds me of the brewer brewers like <laughs> jerseys kind of i used to... but i love yellow it's my favorite color oh, and you God. just you don't see it very often
1: when i used to when my girlfriend worked in the north end and like so i'd visit her like after work uh north end boston i'd visit her after work sometimes mm. so like she'd have a weekend event so i would go with her you would see those jerseys all the freaking time, and I hate. I think they look stupid. No, I think they look dope. ugly. No, I hate those. I'm
0: jerseys. such a fan. Yeah, that's because you're a Yankee fan. It's like we wear pinstripes and that's it. That's pinstripes strictly, and gray. strictly business. Pinstripes dude. And Strictly and gray. business, dude. <laughs> this shit's a job. No, they're so lame. I, my favorite thing with like customs is like, if you're gonna wear it once in a while, go bold, man. I love that shit. I, I like it's uh you know Pokemon they have shiny Pokemon yeah. Well, there's like okay the shiny for whatever Gengar is like slightly different color. Jigglypuff, you change the eye color. Yeah, there's there's very uh, lightly pronounced changes to a lot of them, and then it's like Charizard's fucking black now, and Gengar's red, and it's like, those shit that shit pops. And I, I'm like, if you're going to change the color, make it pop. Make Jigglypuff, like, black with blue eyes and shit. And it's just like, oh, fuck. This goes hard. <laughs> and I'd rather have that. I'd rather have that and it bomb. Like, maybe Jiggly black Jigglypuff with blue eyes instead of being light pink and, like, green eyes. Maybe that's, like, it doesn't work. But I'd rather have something bold that doesn't work than something boring that works right like the bottom of this list is the Dodgers and uh their jersey just says Los Dodgers on it. Ooh. Um and that's it's Brady it. not a fan the of the same Dodgers I think Los is cool but put fucking like put it on a bright pink jersey instead of just the blue and whites you normally have. <laughs> it's just not it's not if you're gonna go hard, why not go hard? Like, these Washington ones are cool because it's, like, got that pink pop. Like, pink's not a jersey color. So anytime people make pink jerseys, they pop. And people always seem to love them. But yet, people don't get the message that that's a cool idea for once in a while to have, like, some crazy-ass colored jersey. I don't know, man. I like the White Sox one, though, too, which is not too extreme. It's just, like, honors the neighborhood, it seems like. uh, Which mad respect there, but, like... What's the Nets one that I like that has all those colors in it? You know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, I know what you're talking about. The Nets city jerseys, which kills me, because the NBA, they do new city jerseys every single year as a scam to get you to spend money.
0: Get you buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um,
1: so... Last year they had the ones that said Brooklyn on the front, and they it's white jersey right. with like the colors. It's like uh, almost like rainbow, like all the colors.
0: Right. Yeah. Around
1: the armpits. Going down the sides. And down the sides. Yeah. This year. It says Bed style. Now it says Bed Stuy. That's all they yeah. changed. They
0: just changed the front, and it's like I would have killed for a Kevin Durant, Brooklyn. What's this one. other one? There's like a I can't see. Julie serving New York Nets. Uh, seventy four hardwood classics. And it's like, Is it blue? Pink to blue. It's like a yellowy, pink to blue, like, sunset-looking jersey. It's fucking dope. <laughs> like, it's very cool. I typed in Net City jerseys, and it's the second one that shows up. And it's fucking dope. I'll try to find That's a cool one. It's also, like, $50 more than any of the other ones. They
1: came out with, like, a pink to blue hat, which I like. But what just kills me is they're like, mm. it doesn't go with the color schemes at all. Because they're, like, black and white for color yeah. schemes.
0: Yeah, sure. But black and white, luckily, like, lets you, like, they're pretty, like, standard. So you could wear any color with it. But when they have the black and white with the rainbow-colored armpit, you can't wear, like, a hat that has another pattern.
1: Yeah, that's true. So, anyways.
0: They have the Brooklyn one still in the black and gray and, and white. But, yeah, sadly, just the bed style with the... I don't like the bed I don't style. think I like the jersey as much as I like the hats that were in this color splash, like... Theme they have going on. I like the idea for this color thing. I'm pretty sure Sean uh, wore one to work. Where I was like, "That's just fucking, that's sick." <laughs> Dude, I like this. I didn't know city jerseys were a thing. Yo,
1: Philadelphia had a really nice one. They had um, they had one that yeah. they wore on Christmas. I mean, oh, I
0: found the Brooklyn one.
1: Yeah, I mean those. That's one I like. Yeah,
0: it's in black though. It's men's Nike men's, oh. uh and it's a black jersey with the. Uh, armpits and shit that's what i wanted which i guess i can find a knockoff one of these yeah this i don't know if this is a knockoff or it's just like ebay reselling um yeah oh it's a biggie jersey apparently
1: yeah they like trying to honor biggie and shit brooklyn yeah they this love is, they love this is biggie. a
0: biggie one it's like going for like 90 bucks or so it looks like yeah but anyway that's basketball I digress, jersey talking on. about a bad sport
1: Whew, all right um and we also talk about shinies and shit. But okay. Now That's necessary. Let's get, I, won't,
0: I don't regret that.
1: Let's get down to the brass tacks of the NFL world. First off, the OT rule change. Um, the owners voted and it passed. Where now in playoff mm-hmm. overtime, both teams get a chance to possess the football. So if the offense, if you win the coin toss, you get a touchdown. The game is no longer not over. The other team gets a chance to respond. Uh, I'm kind of calling mm-hmm. this the Matt Ryan rule. The Josh Allen rule also suffices.
0: Yeah, Matt Ryan's out of the public zeitgeist. They just that—that's the one game where people weren't like the overtime rule doesn't matter, and it's because they had literal forty drives to stop them before the yeah <laughs> before they lost, and they couldn't on any of them. So.
1: Falcons, they lost it themselves. It's an absolute tragedy, but.
0: But nobody, nobody, I, you notice nobody like cares. Nobody's like fighting it. Like that's bullshit. We only get the ball once. That wasn't even a narrative that popped up after that Super Bowl. People were just like, yeah. Yeah, he
1: just yeah. fucked it up.
0: Like, <laughs> bunch of clowns. I didn't even think about that till now. <laughs>
1: Damn. Uh, so I thought of that. Uh, it's it's cool. Uh, one thing I could kind of see though, and I think this is gonna be interesting. What if this just pushes the conver- Right now the conversation is just like, oh, just play defense.
0: Well, what if I I think I I do think upon thinking about it, I think I fall on that side.
1: Perfect, because those people can still say, let's just play defense. Because what's going to happen now is think about it. I'm going to use the Chiefs-Bills as an example. Um, Chiefs win the flip. They score a touchdown. Now the Bills Mm -hmm. get a chance. They score a touchdown. Now the Chiefs get the ball back. And they score anything, and now it's like, oh, like this is below, you know, like they won the coin toss, they still right. got to go first, so it's like just play defense the second time around, and it's like this isn't changing. But that's anything.
0: my, <laughs> that's my question to the people who are like, just those two offenses are crazy, so you know they're going to score, so like the first one scores sucks, and it's like okay, now let's follow Mario logic. They go out, score a touchdown. Next team scores a touchdown. We're back at the rule change. Yeah, we just <laughs> so delayed like, it a little. So, it's like, now you're giving them two chances. When you have crazy offenses, you're now giving them two chances to get any sort of stop. Um, but I, I think the rule change is fine. Like, I'm okay with the rule. Like, I'm, I, I do think that I have fallen in the thought of, like, it's not just about offenses. Like, if you build your team to be a crazy offense, there are going to be downfalls to that. One of them being when your offense just doesn't click one day, you're out because your defense is a, is made to give up thirty points Scarlet a game. Fire. So if your offense just can't find it one game, that can fuck you. And so like, and then the other thing is like, if you go to overtime and you're just built heavy on the offensive side of the game, guess what? Like, you're gonna you're gonna you could end up suffering because of it. Um, so I think it's like. I think I am okay with that the old rule. Like I don't think it's I don't think it's the perfect way to deal with it, right? But I think I was one of those people who was like I don't think it was crazy bad. Um, and I agree I know I'm not one of those people who think that each team didn't get a chance. I think you had your chance to stop them and you fucking failed. And it would be nice if you could go again. So like I'm cool with the rule change. I think it makes it more fair than it was. But I also don't think that those games are like moot, and it's like bullshit. Like your team had a chance to stop them, and you and you also what was the one the uh, was it Bills versus Bills Kansas Street. City and Kansas City won against the Bills and then they lost the same exact way they won the week before to Cincinnati. Is that how that whole went down? Yep, this
1: they won. They went won to overtime gotta... against Cincinnati, and they tweeted and that they won the coin toss. And then they just didn't score a touchdown on the first drive. Right. And they gave the ball back to Cincinnati. And McPherson, McSentum.
0: It. Yeah. And that was the, like, everybody who was screaming and arguing, like, well, play better defense. And then the next team they faced played better defense and won. Um, I do th- – I, I think um, – how should I put this? Yeah. I Craft think – it will make people feel better when they lost cuz then it will be like it, it just doesn't change much right cuz they still have to play defense to win you can't just have a crazy offense and like if both teams have crazy offenses like that Bills Chiefs game you are going to result in the same thing where it's like whoever wins the coin toss is going to have the advantage but i do think which i think uh... is
1: good cuz i, I want to give the coin some respect I don't want to remove the coin from the situation. <laughs> I think the coin's been there
0: too long where we can't just throw it I almost want to remove the coin. Oh. I want to give first goal to whoever was the higher seed. I think that, like, that's oh. how I, then you get to the Super Bowl and it's like, now we coin toss because, like, there's no other, there's no higher seed if both are the same seed, you know? Mm-hmm. But. Okay, so here's. I don't know. I think, I think it's okay. I think if now, if you're
1: the, the team that goes second, I think you always go for two, right? Like, if I'm, again, Chiefs-Bills game, Ch- nah. Chiefs go down and score. I don't know about that. I'm the Bills. I go down and score. It's like, now do we go for two to just be like, listen, we put
0: this away? But that's like the same as a regular, like, tying touchdown in, in a regular game. And they don't seem to go for two very often there. You know what I'm saying? I do. Like, if they miss the two, they lose. So like, it's the same as if. Because um, what did, did Kansas City in the thirteen seconds? Did they need a touchdown or did they need? I feel like they need a touchdown, not a field goal, right? I think they need in a touchdown. The thirteen seconds. So like, they could have went for two there.
1: But they knew they win the coin toss. But they did. They knew they had the coin toss <laughs> yeah. on their
0: side. Well that didn't work out so great for them next week. I mean they didn't have the opportunity <laughs> next week. Well they, they I thought no they did. I thought you said they won the coin toss and then no they No,
1: they, they didn't have the opportunity to go for two right before the game ended.
0: Right, right, right. That's right what they but,
1: Otherwise they definitely would've.
0: But you know you know what I'm saying, like that there's already the opportunity in tons of games for teams to go for two to win it or to lose it, and they never really do. The only time that happens is, uh, like, if Jacksonville ties up a game (laughs) or is about to tie up a game, sometimes they go for two against, like, the Colts, right? It's like, we don't trust our team to go out there and score the first drive and just walk it off. So, like, let's put it – I'd rather put it all on this than, like, go out there and and hope our defense holds them and then hope our team can score anything. So, like – I, the, the, usually when it's, like, a big underdog who ties it up late, maybe they'll go for it. But I've ne- you never see in, like, two competitive teams them go for it. They always go to overtime. Mm. So my thought process is, like, I assume they would probably – maybe if you're, like, Bill's Chiefs and you've just been scoring on each other back and forth, touchdown, 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 you go for two because you're, like, they're going to just score a touchdown on us again and win, so let's just go for it. But I don't know, man. I, I don't know. It's tough, tough call, really. It's gonna make it a lot tough call. We'll end it on tough call. Yeah. We'll end it with the yeah, bow. I don't know. Tough call. We'll see how it plays out. We'll see how
1: it plays out. We'll make we'll make a web. There's major. a reason
0: we're not coaches.
1: <laughs> I don't know what the reason is. Okay. Next topic, NFL wise, Detroit Lions or mm-hmm. the Hard Knocks team. That's fun. That should be fun. Matt Gamble's fun.
0: I don't know that I care much about it. Like, are, do you think they're going to draft a quarterback? No. In this draft? You think they're just going to ride Goff? Yeah, you ride Goff one more time. So this is their second year of Goff, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think most people are thinking you ride Goff one more year. Because the but,
1: quarterbacks aren't good enough to take in this draft either.
0: But then you're looking at, like, all right, you get your rookie quarterback next year. And you're, you're going to start him right out the gate? Probably. Probably. If you draft them, you probably start them. But it also depends on their right. draft
1: pick, right? Like, oh, but
0: golf It sucks. depends because there's an old school thinking of like maybe you don't – you want your rookie to like – But we're in the new school. Sit under someone. We're in
1: the Gen Z generation. Kind
0: of, right? Like Trey Lance isn't.
1: Uh, Trey Lance, I don't know what Fields,
0: Fields started out not in that position. Yeah, so and then I'm the other guy sure. got hurt. Yeah, Fields mm-hmm. kind of sucks.
1: Uh, your QB
0: didn't start out starting.
1: No. Oh, my gosh. new way, Old way of thinking is a new way of
0: thinking. The more I hear it. Yo, I better be able to get a Hurts jersey in the Kelly Blues or else I'm going to be sad. Oh, my gosh. Kelly Blue, I don't think so. But maybe another color. We can... You don't think he'll be there next year?
1: I think he'll be there. I think it'll just be green. Oh, Kelly Green. Yeah. I
0: mean, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My bad.
1: Um, go <laughs> Last thing. Okay, you're, you're right. Like, I'm probably, I usually don't watch Hard Knocks. I don't think I'll watch this one. Sorry, Hard Knocks.
0: I'm not a huge Hard Knock. I like the idea of it. I just like. I got, I don't have the time. I got so much. Who's got the time? But
1: here's the fun fact I had is that this is Jared Goff's third time on Hard Knocks.
0: Oh, shit. Right. Because he was with it, with the Rams. Where? Rams twice. Rams did it twice. Rams
1: did it twice. I think they did it when they like moved to oh. LA, and I think that he did it once in St. Louis, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Oh, okay, gotcha.
1: Uh, but that's fun. I like to that's think funny. that Jared Goff is like very close to like the the cameraman, and he's just like, "Yo, what up, Dave?" and like gives him dabs.
0: Jared Goff, did he go to a Super Bowl?
1: Yes. Against the Patriots. Against the Patriots. That was. I didn't
0: know if he was with that team yet. Yeah.
1: Or it was somebody else. Nope. No, him. Drafted same year as Carson.
0: Yeah, they didn't do great. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) that (laughs) was not too good. I was in your group chat. They were like, the best offensive teams make it. It's just how it works. And I'm like, what? It's like, have you met the fucking Pittsburgh Steelers? (laughs) They were there this year, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't because that offense was ho-humming all season. Jamie and Harris. I don't don't feel like the Raiders, they're they're good. I, I don't think any team who made the playoffs last year has a bad offense. I will say that. But a lot of teams, I think, more made it. Not a lot of teams, but a few teams made it because of their their defense. Like Patriots. <laughs> like Hate I mean Mac Jones, Pro Bowl quarterback. We scored a lot. For Pro Bowl we quarterback. Actually, I looked up I looked up um, like points for and points against just to which isn't a good indicator of like how good offenses are because you could play all bad teams. Like Patriots play Jets twice, right? But um, But like it seemed like there was like maybe eight at most teams that scored over four hundred points last season. And uh, Patriots were one of them. I was surprised. I hey, didn't think clap is they in would... the chat for the Patriots. I thought the defense it was just like a team effort. Offense was pretty good, mistake free, defense was solid. Like that's why I thought they did okay last season. But this season's gonna be a lot harder. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, what are your thoughts on that as a as an Eagle fan? Are you looking at NFC and AFC's, like, vast difference in, like, power teams? And you're thinking, like, you got a good shot. We're, like, you guys didn't get any worse. That's we're sure. only you're looking kind of the same at our
1: division. <clears throat> I think that that's where it all stems from. Because, like, last year... I think last year kind of showed us that maybe like we're not ready for the big boy football playoffs yet, but we can mm-hmm. at least make it in our division. And if we go further than anyone in our division, that's a win. Last year, us and the Cowboys both went out uh, round one. But if we can make a wild card and go further or just as far, that's a win for the team right now. We're just missing—there's right. too many pieces, but we got a lot of draft picks this year. We're going to probably be at ah, ah, like not quite ass, but like eh— ah next year.
0: I think you're going to be the third team in your division, sadly.
1: Damn. Yeah, You're giving the Giants a lot of hope.
0: You could be second. You could, no, Giants are
1: lost. <laughs> but... I uh, Carson? Carson? I, I, oh, the Carson games. What's the scary
0: NFC team? The Bucs. The Tampa Bay, right?
1: The Bucs? That's it. The Packers? It's like,
0: oh, Aaron Rodgers with nobody to throw to? He's throwing passes to himself? I don't know if I'm that scared of that.
1: <sighs> yeah, you're right. Their
0: defense was a lot better last year, though. Um, which is funny. Like, he finally got a defense in his career. Yeah. And then he tough. couldn't. <laughs> he has no more offense. That it's tough. <laughs> NFC. <laughs> but, like, I, NFC's not that scary to me. So, I, I can see the Eagles, like, winning a lot of their um, conference games, you know? Like, there's just not. Yeah, but they're not, just not. All you have to do is, like, football. hope the Bucks trip and fall. And then it's, like, who's really stopping you from getting to literally the Super Bowl? L- like, let's see you don't have to beat an afc powerhouse team until the super bowl so that's pretty nice we did leave out the the super bowl winning team was from the
1: nfc so we'd have to go through them
0: oh yeah true 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 i forgot about that but one. you're right yeah, you're right bucks you, Rams, have two, you have two packers. Good and then after that it's a big yeah. cliff because i don't i think the cards i are wonder phonyers. how good the packers will be to be honest if they don't make any additions i wonder how good they'll be because who's he throwing to then Nobody. Uh, what's that guy's name? No the the one guy who's not MVS or Aquaminius and Brown. Who's the other one? It's not Ma- that's still not watched? Marquez Valdez. Can'tley. Richard Shit.
1: Rogers might be on the team.
0: All is MVS MVS e- is gone. USB. All the initials dropped. Oh, everybody
1: left, dude. Everybody left. Homie's on an island.
0: Who's who? The fuck is
1: that? It will
0: be a. The, their leading receiver will probably be a. a
1: It'll be a walk-on, right? dude. It'll be you or I out there.
0: Lazard. Lazard. And then Randall, Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, and top rookie in the draft they can get at wide receiver are going to be uh, on that team. Which means, like, does Aaron Rodgers go out and meet all these rookie wide receivers and see who his his, his gelling guy is? Like, who he, oh, he feels always, good
1: with. Always, always. He is, like, if you're not Aaron Rodgers approved, you're not on that team.
0: Right. Well, I mean... I don't know if Jordan Love was Aaron Rodgers approved. No,
1: since then, since then things have changed. <laughs> they backed the Brank Struck up. Aaron Rodgers had Cole his Beasley drama. His way there.
0: Oh my god. They had fit together nicely. <laughs> Alright. Alright, sorry. I, I derailed you here, but no. I'm just thinking of the AFC NFC and it's fucking horrifying. So we got three. speaking of NFC and their powerhouse tight ends.
1: Yeah, great segue. So Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill is gonna focus solely on being a tight end. You got Jameis back at mm-hmm. quarterback. You got Andy Dalton. I'm going to combine two of our last notes. Yeah, Andy Dalton's on the team backing up Jameis. Um, So both of them throwing a hill. I like Hill as a tight end because that one week where he was quarterback was beautiful for me in fantasy. I had him. Shameless plug. Uh, Yeah, I mean, otherwise, what else is news here? Like, Like Hill, good for Hill being a tight end. But he's not big enough to block, so I don't... That's what you want out of a tight end, right? It's like a big body that you can, like, shove somebody... Chase Hill's not going to do that. He's not big.
0: Yeah, I wonder how much this is actually going to. You know, it's like the uh, Tebow shit where they want him to be a tight end. Like, I wonder how much. How, if he's going to be a good tight end or he's just going to be like, whatever. Like, let's take right. this to fantasy. He's going to be a factor. Like, we're fantasy, right? Like, if Chase yeah. Hill
1: is purely tight end, like, is he a top 10 tight end? I don't even know that.
0: I don't. I don't know. I have. I, he's literally. He could be the best tight end in the league, and he could be the worst tight end in the league. I have no idea. <laughs> like, I have no idea how wh- how his athletic ability will carry over. Like he's athletic, but so is every other. Titan so is in the
1: every league. other football player because that's what it so, takes to be a yeah, football player. Right. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So I don't know if he's as good or not. So like, I do like that team though, especially in the weekend NFC. I think it's cool. I mean, they have to go against the Bucks, right? But. I think it's cool that I like Winston. I always think Winston is going to be, I think, good things of Winston. So, like, I I like him. And then Kamara, I think, is going to do better now that he's got – like, half of the runs aren't going to be Hill just, like, running. <laughs> it's going to be Kamara doing most of the runs. Um, Winston will run when he's in trouble maybe. But he's also going to dump off a lot, I think. So, I think uh, – I think – kamar is gonna have a bounce back here and then it's just a matter of like michael thomas like what's his situation yeah he I, god like just, only knows he just i have no idea year. um so i don't know it it i don't know they could be an interesting team like definitely feel like a middle of the pack team um unless winston is just garbage right
1: yeah but Winston got his eye surgery and he's back from rehab i think Winston will be fine I think it's more like Taysom Hill. Just healthy. about
0: staying healthy, I think.
1: I'm yeah. trying to see his numbers compared to, like... I don't think he's a top five tight end. I think he's, like, that 10 to 15. That even feels so high. Like, 12 to 15.
0: It depends how much they use him, too. Like, if they want to use him to pass... Yeah, this is strictly um, tight end, i the Then thinking. he could be good. If he if they want to use him to block, though... He's
1: going like to get if body. They
0: think his, well, it depends. I don't know. I don't know... Uh, like his builds compared to other tight ends he or even his mind like you have to have a mind i think for blocking you have to be reading the defenders in a certain way that pass rushers read differently it's not that they don't read the defenders also but they're looking for where the defenders are going to be so they could not be there whereas like uh the blockers are looking for like who's going to be blitzing in and from what angle they're coming in and who do i need to pick up and all that stuff and so if he has a good mind for that, maybe they'll want to use him more as a pass blocker. You see good or, or past good catch, uh, ca- pass catching tight ends. Like Juju, uh, not Juju, Johnu <laughs> um, Smith went to the Patriots, but he did a lot of blocking. He didn't really, they didn't really go to him. They were, they were firing more to Hunter Henry more. Mm-hmm. And given they have two good pass catching tight ends, um, but I don't know. It it all depends because there's two. It's like a, a two skill position. Um, all the best tight ends seem to be able to do both, but we we, we don't know much about. Yeah, we'll
1: see. I mean, that's just hill that's maps. enough to talk hill on hill. That's an I'll yeah. die on that hill. Next and last NFL thing before we jump into fantasy RBs for the twenty twenty two season. Buffalo Bills. They're making a brand new stadium. Happy for them. With what was it, eight? I'm not. Yeah, here's a good reason to not be. Um, They're building (laughs) it with what, 800 million worth of tax dollars, of
0: New York State tax dollars, of our hard earned buckaroonies? To be fair, to be fair, let's hear it. I believe it's 600 million in New York State taxes, like 100 million in let's just call it Buffalo County. Like whatever the county Buffalo's in. Moskaluga County will will make up. That's so And expensive. then like a hundred million in um in like Buffalo the City taxes, I think. It's getting that, that taxpayer chunk is not fully New York State. And then it's I believe the total is like one point four billion. So I guess um their rich owner who has worth like six billion is putting in six hundred million or something like that. But uh, this is
1: my only story I hate stadiums. You hate stadiums? I'll tell you a story about the old the current Buffalo Stadium. Tell me. So I went uh when I worked my first job out of college. Oh right, yeah. Uh my roommate in that spot. my roommate was a big Bills fan. And someone I went to college with was a big Bills fan. And I lived in Saratoga Springs, New York, which is like right outside Albany. So, we go to a game. So, what's that like?
0: How far is that from Buffalo? Four I hours think like or four something? or five, five hours. hours. Yeah,
1: New York's huge. Yeah. New York's dumb big. So, yeah. we drive there. <laughs> and, like, we stay at my buddy's house. We go to the game. I don't know. The game, the stadium is in, like, people's backyard. Like, we parked in just someone's lawn. And he was just charging us money to park there. But I'll never right.
0: forget. Yeah, I've been to a place like that.
1: Um, he had a massive Confederate flag on his shed. And, like, that's the dude we just parked in. That was the part of Buffalo we were at, and that's where the stadium yeah. is. And I'm just like, bro. <laughs>
0: what are you doing living in New York,
1: guy? <laughs> I have no – I mean, the norther you get – Free the south. Dude, Wait, the northern you go, the souther it gets. This was uh, – I'll give you, like, an idea of who was playing. So it was the Bills versus the St. Louis Rams, and Sam Bradford was the quarterback. Oof. The final score was like nine to three. Was the quarterback for the Bills? I don't remember. I just just remember Sam Bradford was there because then he went to the Eagles. And I was like, I saw him, and he won. Sam Bradford (laughs) won nine to three. It was a shitty game. No touchdowns. It was such a bad game.
0: Yeah, I I imagine half the games that that's in in Buffalo are like big sads. The weather sucks and no one's scoring, and you're like, especially when the Bills sucked. Yeah,
1: you go get a hot (laughs) chocolate. It's a cold chocolate by the time you sit down.
0: Yeah, uh, he, here's a here's my points with this stadium here. Stadiums are bullshit because they they force the tax. Like they're like we'll leave the city if you don't pay for it, basically. And then um, the the thought process is, oh, we'll bring jobs in with this stadium. We'll do this with this stadium. We'll do that with this stadium. Like the stadiums bringing so much, and then you know potential Super Bowls and stuff. And it's like, I
1: don't. Bro, you they're ain't getting not a Super bringing Bowl shit. And it's, you <laughs> know what jobs you're bringing? Not
0: bringing shit. Those
1: jobs are going to be filled by the people who lost their jobs at the first stadium.
0: Just- right? Yeah, yeah. You already have a stadium there, so like, those people already have jobs. Like all the jobs that exist are going to be there. And you're like, oh, this one's bigger. So okay, maybe there's like twenty more people who have jobs or something. Perfect. But and then like the construction jobs is the other point. Like, oh, you know, all these companies, local businesses are going to be building it, right? But uh, there was, like, a John Oliver piece, like, weighing, okay, let's see, like, if that's actually beneficial to, like, the the government around it. Or would that money be better spent through government programs or whatever. And it was great because there was, like, uh, I saw it on Twitter. Somebody posted it. It was, like, two news articles and it was, like, back-to-back, like, bills spend... Uh, eighty thousand, uh, eighty, uh, eight hundred million dollars of tax, state taxpayer money, and then the next article is like, school system reports they need about eight hundred million. Oh my god! Dollars to to function, and it's like, where'd they get this eight hundred million from? Where'd they pull this out? Of? Mm. But it's like, I feel like that money is better spent elsewhere. People, and I get it. Like, this guy's worth six billion. That doesn't mean he's just walking around with $6 billion in the bank and he could pop out $1.4 billion for this stadium. But it also doesn't mean this stadium has to be so fucking sexy and cool. Like, you could go more bare bones and save a bunch of money on it. And this guy, get people, it's a business, man. Get investors who want to invest in it. Get sponsors who want the stadium named after them. This, that, and the other thing. It's crazy that the, and and based off that john oliver video it's he just like clearly demonstrated that these were not as helpful as uh to the local community as they uh say to be and also like they cause a lot of strife right like yeah that guy probably loves it he's paying you to park on his lawn but all his neighbors might be like these fucking people always around so like it's not always good stuff that the stadiums bring in either Mm, and then my second point is like why is this not a dome
1: dude okay that's 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 a great point why is it not a
0: dome in buffalo like how i get the competitive like advantage they want right they want to be like we practice in the cold let's bring tampa bay up here and shit on them because they're not used to playing in the in the cold like we are i get that you can want to have some sort of advantage like that but viewing the game for fans just sucks like you're going there in a snow game to see a seven to three game, like or nine to three, whatever your game was, and you're like, it's fucking freezing. It's not fun to be in the stadium and then the game's boring too. I just
1: Here's the other thing about the dome. It's crazy. Like Indy has a dome that you can close. The Cowboys, right? The Cowboys have it where it's like the field isn't covered, but the fans are. Like, how does Buffalo right. not do something where it's like a hybrid? Because how can you use this for other events? Right? Because it looks open. You it can't host a me. Taylor Swift concert like in June. In, excuse me. In July. Nope. In January. We'll, we'll cut that. You can't host... <laughs>
0: we got there. There's only so many J-months. We'll fix that in
1: post. Mention. So there's only... Like, you can't <laughs> host a Taylor Swift concert in January in Buffalo because guess what? Right. It, like, she's going to get snowed on. But if it was a dome... Yeah.
0: Half the season, you can't host things in there and know the weather's going to hold up. Big, big kerfuffle. But
1: okay. Nope. That's enough about... Half
0: of the year. But... Just one one final final uh, finals one final point Put on this. On if this. they do an indie and make an openable dome or closable dome, whatever you want to call it, they can keep it open. You know, on cold days maybe you keep it open. Maybe not like snow days. They could keep it open on cold days to still get that competitive advantage. But if there's inclement weather, then they can close it up. So we don't have a a, a three to nine snow game. Snow games are cool too. Like I like. I, I like love snow, snow games game. once in a while. but I don't want to close it during
1: football. Leave it open during every football game. But just cl- have a roof so you can put other right. events there. Now do you host you monster make trucks
0: there? You can't. But then the other thing is like, who's making that money? And it's going to be the fucking the owner. Yeah, no, it ain't the, my money. Not, he's not paying the state back. I'm, they I'm should trying do to help that, him. Really. I'm they to should be him. like, state will pay for it, but you pay the state taxpayers back. A certain amount of revenue every year so that they make back that investment they put in the stadium Um, and then the owner doesn't have to worry about a big chunk of change coming out of his wallet in one year he can just pay off if i gotta take a loan out to go to school are they paying back these state taxpayers 800 million dollars because i gotta pay back my money buddy the the, (laughs) the difference
1: is is like that's a student loan like we're not loaning them the money we're like gift wrapping it and being like here's our here's the money for the state exactly
0: but here's my thing i pay i got four hundred uh forty thousand dollars in student loans significantly less than eight hundred million dollars and it created one job so, like, if their $800 million is going to turn into 20 jobs for the extra people they need at this stadium, then my investment seems a whole lot better. I don't know. Oh Just give God. everybody $40,000. Oh you create a job each time. Here we go.
1: Uh, let's talk. We, yeah, we're, yeah, we like, 40-ish minutes in. We're trying to shoot for that hour mark. Let's mm-hmm. jump to running backs. We will not have time for any other positions, so we won't even waste it entertaining the thought. But 2022 running backs, we're using fantasypros.com. Shout out. Hashtag no free ads. Hashtag please sponsor us.
0: Yo, hear me out. What if we don't do running backs? Okay. What if we do tight ends? Tight ends in honor of Taysom Hill. And then hear me out. It feels like a 20-minute conversation, tight ends. Like, it's going to be short. Running backs could go long. Running backs There's is 40 so many. Minutes. I'm looking down at running backs and I'm like... Running backs is 40 minutes. You got, you got freaking... People, Kareem Hunts, 46, probably have stuff to say about him. You're right. For some reason, Christian... Uh, am I on last year's? Yeah. I was like, Christian McCaffrey's all the way down there. Um, but, like, there's, there's people down here um Great in the point. 40 range no. that you want to talk cam acres 42 i got shit to say about cam Akers. we'll have to so like maybe we go tight i like tight end and,
1: and honor Taysom hill i was kind of thinking that right um also mm-hmm. we'll have to just wait for a slow news day even slower than the five pieces of news we barely found um <laughs> but we somehow made last 40 minutes but okay let's talk tight end
0: this is how we do it
1: this is again honoring our boy Taysom hill we're looking at standard. Right. We're looking at zero PPR, because PPR is the devil. Um, Sadly,
0: Taysom Hill's not on this list.
1: He's not. We'll, just have <coughs> to, we'll assume Taysom Bless Hill me. is S tier, rank one, um, and so we'll just take him off the list entirely. Because if you have Taysom Hill as tight end, you probably won your league.
0: Right, um, of course. There are tiers here. So our first tier consists of four people. Something that drew my eye right away, Mario. Look at Kyle Pitts here.
1: Yeah, he's in that first um, tier. I'll, I'll read off the he, first he, tier and then tell me your thoughts. Yeah, send it. Okay, first tier. Um, four people. Travis Kelsey's number one. Mark Andrews, number two. Uh, Greg Kittle, number three. Kyle Pitts, number four. Talk to me about Kyle So Pitts.
0: I got a few, a few things here on this one. One. There's a best and worst. Um, yep column here, which shows their best ranking and their worst ranking. Kyle Pitts, the only person other than Travis Kelsey to have a one rank. Pretty shocking as a uh, a Mark Andrews fan yourself, Mario. I'm sure you're shocked that he doesn't even have one one on there. No, And then Kyle Pitts being the other person with a one was surprising to me.
1: Kyle Pitts, let's talk about that one first. Kyle Pitts, I can see why he's the one because you look at Atlanta and you're like, okay, how do they win? Cordell Patterson. Well, Cordell Patterson is going to be triple covered every game. So what is not Matt Ryan? What is Mar- Mariota going to do? Um, he's going to just do <laughs> checkdowns to Kyle Pitts. So I mean, he's getting I'm going to say 15 touchdowns on the season.
0: But but Cordell Patterson was the only one on that team all last year too. And Kyle Pitts uh, ain't a rookie no more. Good. So now he's not a rookie. He has that kind of chemistry with his brand new QB, where he's like, "Check it on down." You're getting
1: chain. it. Also, like, you don't have to worry about the the Calvin Ridley scandal because he's just suspended. Like, there's no you don't have to worry about if he's right. coming back or not. I
0: feel like Kyle Pitts gets the double though, and Cordero doesn't. I think that was kind of why Cordero was able to be so useful. And now, I, because since coaches
1: was, are dumb, they'll be like, all right, guys, Cordell's the problem. Like, Cordero's <laughs> the one who's killing us. And like, I think it sh-?
0: only takes one game of Kyle Pitts' 123-2 touchdowns to they're like, all right, Cordero's not the problem. Cordero's not the problem. And they go back to so that's <laughs> focusing a, on that's
1: Pitts. That's the Kyle Pitts logic. Um, how, no one... Who's their wide receivers? Uh not Russell Gage cuz he left. Not Julio yep. cuz he's gone.
0: And, and Calvin Ridley's not there this year. Russell Gage is a Patriot, I think. No, like, he's he's with Tampa. No, he's Tampa Bay. He's he's Tampa. Tampa Bay. I was like he's on one of my
1: damn my teams.
0: Damn. To be to have all <laughs> these teams. Uh I have I have a solid uh, grouping of teams here. You do. Eagles are kind of one of my teams. I, I like Hurts a lot. Appreciate
1: that. So Mark Andrews not getting a single number 1 I don't know how many people are here, but the best, like... Mark Andrews finished first, Yeah, me neither. uh, It's tough. But he is the the best worst out of everyone else. And I think that's better symbolizing Mark Andrews, because he has the safer floor. And he is the second highest worst out of everybody.
0: I don't know that I feel that way. Oh. I think... I think there could be drop-off with him. I don't know. I'm not really sure. He's still... I still feel, and it's similar to Mixon vibes, right? Like, I still feel something. Like, I'm like, That seems right. personal. They were great last year, both of them. And now I'm looking, I'm like, is he going to be great this year? Probably be good. i will be but great. But then I think of the two years ago when he was like, here's your 30 yards or here's your 50 yards and two touchdowns. And I'm like, does he go back to being more of that? Which is still solid, like top, top seven or something like that, solid but I don't know if we get what we got last year out of him.
1: Um, What do you think about Greg Kittle being sandwiched in between Mark Andrews and Kyle Pitts? Well, I I guess here's another thing. Do we both think Kelsey's the number one?
0: I love Kelsey, yeah. Okay. And then Tyree Kill's not here anymore. But it's like, does Kelsey get double covered? And this, that, and the other Nah, Kelsey's
1: too big. Okay, so we both agree Kelsey's one. But so, yeah, with Greg Kittle being sandwiched between Kyle Pitts and Mark Andrews.
0: Uh, Greg Kittle doesn't play in the league. I don't think. I think he watches his brother George maybe sometimes, but um, I think I think Kittle's up there. He's a top five. Uh, he's a first tier tight end. My bigger thing is like Darren Waller being the tier back. I I don't think I think he had a fluctuating uh, season last season um, where. You know he had some injury stuff and he he played some good games and played some bad games um it's tough because if you look back at last year you're like all right Darren Waller 18th but his average uh per game was 7.1 which would put him strictly in top top eight it looks like um if he played his full allotment of games um so, I still think he's he's a top tight end. I think he had some injury stuff last year, and I think also he had some inconsistent play, like he was up and down. Uh, only played 11 out of 17 games, so he missed six games. Um, so, I think he, uh, in my head, is missing from Tier 1. Do you think that um, he
1: and Pitts could, like, swap like would that be your list? That's
0: what I thought it was gonna be, um, but I think all five deserve to be in the top tier. Okay. I think tight end used to be um, there was like tier one, and it was Travis Kelsey. <laughs> and then like, and then it's like all right, there was a you're couple tri- years. The last couple years, it was Travis Kelsey, Kittle, and Waller, and then before that, it was like Gronkowski's in the conversation, and even last year, Gronkowski, looking at last year's scoring, he has maybe the fourth highest no he has the third highest average per game but he' only played twelve games he played one more than Waller and he's at fifth overall on the season with 12 games played so there's uh there there's something the tight end I think the tier used to be like two or three people in tier one now it feels like five people but the tier one's a little worse because I feel like Kelsey's like not as dominant as he was uh, in, pa- in the past last year. And then Andrews is emerging, and he could be just as dominant as Kelsey was in the future, but he's only had one year of that kind of play. Um, so he's kind of remains in this Tier 1. George Kittle has been dominant in the past, had an a, uh, up-and-down year last year, same with Darren Waller. And then Pitts is like similar to Mark Andrews. He's a emerging tight end who people think is going to be dominant. And, but he hasn't fully proven that yet. He's had a lot of games where... Like, he, he looks like the best wide receiver in Atlanta. Um, yes. Or best the best receiver yeah. in Atlanta. Yeah. 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 Um, last year, the whole basically the whole year. But that came with games where he got 50 yards or came with games where he got 120 yards or whatever. Um, so he's my biggest question mark in that top tier. But I think Waller deserves to be in there. When I look at tier two, which for those at home is Darren Waller, Dallas Goddard, TJ Hawkinson, and Dawson Knox, I feel like Waller belongs with the other guys. You know, I, I think these other guys are very good players still, but
1: no, I it's tough. I think so too. Like, you're looking at the worst. We talked about the best worsts uh, before. Darren Waller's worst is six, and everyone else in his tier goes 11, 8, 11. So the six feels right. like a big jump. <laughs> Um, Considering
0: their best is his worst,
1: yeah, fact. Everyone else's best is six, and his worst is six. So,
0: right. uh,
1: I wonder. I wonder what it is that just knocked him out because I could see him, just right up there with Kyle Pitts and Crew. But let's
0: talk about the other. You can see the standard deviation they have at the end. Mm -hmm. That kind of factors in like how far off he would be basically in these picks. And Darren Waller, you can see with his best four worst six they're like people think he's like five basically they think he's the fifth best in the league almost to like an exact degree <laughs> like, he is so much whereas like right after him dallas got it they're like i don't know he's like six or eleven uh, he's there's like a huge range so he darren um, Waller that feels shows like... you how
1: uncertain people are he feels like he should be in tier one because you're right like and then after that it's like these guys are solid but they're not producing those numbers. So it must just be the injury concern. Right. Maybe maybe one or two voters is like, "Well, they just got DeVonte Adams. So there goes 10 touchdowns." Right.
0: Uh well, it's that but then it, who who's getting double covered when they're passing? It was Darren Waller last year, you know. It might have so been like, now, the now white it's going be Hunter Devante. Renfro. Yeah, well Hunter Renfro is very effective and maybe it's because I, I don't know. We'd have to, like... We'll have to watch
1: some film. And I, ain't we're watching, all just like I ain't watching Raiders Thoughts film. and
0: feelings out here.
1: Let, but let's talk about the other it guys. Could,
0: it, could have been, it could have been Renfrew, but Renfro could have been getting, op- getting open because Waller was pulling people. We don't know.
1: We don't know. I don't
0: know. I, I will say that standard deviation is a good way to tell you how uncertain people are with where they've placed it, Like... Well, we'll talk about him in the next year, but, yeah.
1: We'll talk about uh, him in the next year. Let's wrap up Tier 2 because I'd like to at least try to get to wrap up Tier 3 and maybe dabble in 4. But, like, let's talk about the rest of the yeah. 2. sounds great. Because we got Dallas Goddard, TJ Hawkinson, and Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox was great last year. He just had that injury. Kind of same with DJ, mm-hmm. TJ Hawkinson. That's kind of, like, the vibe I'm getting from Tier 2. I guess Sands Dallas right. Goddard, but he wasn't the full-time starter the whole season because Zacherts got traded. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's this Tier 2. And I'd be so happy to get one of these Tier 2 guys at the price compared to a Tier 1 guy. Because you have to think the Tier 1 guys, you know, end of round 3, they're all gone. So if I can get anyone, like a mm-hmm. Dallas Goddard, if I can get a TJ Hawkinson in round 5, 6, I'm, I'm, I'm happy I'm taking that.
0: Yeah, it feels nice to get your all your running backs and wide receivers Possibly your quarterback before your tight end, and still feel like you have a good tight end. Yeah, um, I think that's what kind of way this. You know, Darren Waller is. was going round three last year or two years ago. So like seeing him in the fifth hole here, you may the people who there's not a lot of people who like to bite tight end early. Um, so you could you could get some good prices for some of these guys. But my thought, my thought, is that like I said, tier one. Used to be like elite, elite, where it's like these guys Travis Kelsey gets you 10 more points than the f- fifth best tight end. You,
1: you set your watch to it, week. you set your watch to Travis Kelsey right. getting 13
0: points a week. And it, it, uh, some, it used to be like Kelsey, Waller, and Kittle. There was like two or three years there, probably like two years for those three specifically, where you were like, if you had one of those guys, they get you almost 10 points more than every other tight end in the league on a consistent weekly basis um, unless that player happened to trip and fall into a touchdown, right? So that was when you're stretching up to round 3, two, 1 even for some people to get these kind of elite-producing tight end. Um, now, as I said before, it feels like that Tier 1 is a little further back. That's why there's more people in it now and there's more competition because it doesn't feel like there's someone who's just fucking... Way better. Just far um, and as away. you said, you're like, I don't mind getting a Hawkinson late rather than getting a Kelsey in round two or something. And I I agree with that thought process. But then when I'm looking, I'm like, I don't know if I mind getting a Hunter Henry in the fucking tenth rounds and you can have Hawkinson in the fifth. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, where's Hunter Henry you're last right. year? Hunter Henry was number seven. He had 7.1 average points per game. And who did I just compare him to? TJ Hawkinson. Hawkinson, Hawkinson had seven. So, and he played, Hunter Henry played four more games than him. And had .1 more points on average.
1: Yeah, he got him. And her. I just
0: got him in the 12th Hawkinson round, got her. and you get him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this, <laughs> you this know good what points. I mean? Like, if, in a 10-man league, don't tell me Hunter Henry's not going to be there in the 12th. <laughs> like, in your league, who knows?
1: In my <laughs> league, he's gone second round because someone was like, yo, he just had a baby yesterday, so he needs to get drafted <laughs> early. <laughs> But
0: granted, when we got Zach Ertz back there. There's a lot of guys. That's in even Noah Fant's ass dropped all the way back there. We don't know who's throwing to him. But yeah, that's
1: all right. We're pivoting. we're gonna go full blown tier three. It seems like we're done in tier two. Uh yeah, okay, we're done tier two. We'll circle back. You know to where... what I
0: mean? Like same as your point, where it's like these tier two guys feel as good as some of the tier one guys. I feel mm-hmm. like that's true, the, but I also feel like the opposite's true. So then I start looking at tight end, and it's like, it doesn't feel like the, like Friar the season to reach. Yeah, yeah, Friar really Muth had, like had
1: some... That's a good caption. That's a good spark note. If anyone made it to the 57-minute mark but didn't listen to a gosh darn word we said, listen to this. This is not the season to reach on tight end. There's too much talent. I don't think so. But Even tier three guys. Dalton Schultz had good weeks. Gronk, when he played, was good. Friar Muth was good. Hunter Henry. Zach Ertz is a machine... I mean Noah Fant, I like, but we said we don't know who's throwing to him. Logan Thomas, right. uh, I know that he's
0: got Wentz now, so it could be interesting. It
1: could be interesting, and they play the Eagles twice a year, who was the worst team against tight end last year. <laughs> uh, let's talk about okay. So, so we like tier. If you take any of these tier three guys, Dalton Schultz, Gronkowski, Fryar, Muth, Hunter, Henry, Zach Ertz, Mike Geseki, Logan Thomas, or Noah Fant. If you take any of those in double digit rounds, that's a W. If you take any of them in round 8-9, you're still feeling great. And you feel feeling... Yeah, if you start a Tier 3 guy... In Schultz end. was
0: 5th best last year. 5th best. Who, and now, what happened to that team this year? They got rid of Amari Cooper?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> a lot of targets. A lot of targets out there to be Dalton, had. And we already so, said,
1: Logan Thomas is playing the Eagles twice a year. What's Dalton Schultz doing?
0: I think Gallup might miss Week 1 already, so there's even more targets.
1: Let's dabble with Tier and 4. Then 'Cause I'm looking at tier five, tier five's all trash. If you're like you don't want any tier five is a bi week filler. I'm not gonna waste my breath on him. But tier four You don't want Albert. Say his name. There? Say his name.
0: <laughs> oh, well, no. I don't know how to say it. Yeah. But didn't isn't wasn't there high expectations with him, or was that
1: I've never heard is that the guy, guy before. <laughs>
0: This is where people are talking about Albert O. They keep saying in Twitter, and they're really they they were high on him this season. Um, who's where's who's in Denver now this year? I forget I'm, all these QB changes. I'm Russell like, Wilson. It's over there. Russell Wilson. Yeah, that's it. So like they, people were very high on him. So I wonder when this last list was. March 30th it looks like. So like it's a uh, oh also, Mario, it's 24 experts that are consulted on this. Ooh. Oh I um, like that. So when you go between these numbers now you know. Oh look, you can see you could see in him his ranking his best is 10.
1: Yeah, his best is 10. So maybe someone is Same
0: with David and Joku, 12 is his best. So there's big variation on what people think these guys are going to do. Okay. But that's the only two in
1: there. All that Johnny. to say. All that to say, tier five we're throwing out the window for the time being. When we do our off season review, our preseason review, we'll go back to Albert O. Tier four. We got Tyler Higby, uh, Cole Komet, Robert Tanyan, Evan Ingram, Irv Smith Jr., Gerald Everett, Austin Hooper, Jared Cook. How do you feel if this is your first time? I don't know, I don't offer, know that right?
0: I have anything to say about any of these people. Like Robert Tanyan, uh I don't know who else is Aaron Rodgers throwing to. So, like, maybe there's something good there. The rest of this, I don't know if I care about any of it. Oh. Tyler Higby, maybe. There's two of them I care about. The rest of them, I don't know that I, I care at all. Like, th- you're talking after the top 16 guys at tight end. So, you have a 12-man <laughs> lead. That's already four. Like, these guys are going to matter when you're doing. These are all bye week guys? In the season. This... These are not dra- draft guys. Okay, okay. You know so, you're mean? drafting. Tier 3 guy? At least I don't know. Maybe Albert O is? Because people who have high variation <laughs> is who you want after you get past like the top Albert 16 o. or so. You're right, though, but, no, but Al- you know Albert O like, and Njoku... You don't Nijoku. want to draft this guy to be a starter.
1: Albert O and Njoku both have bests of 10 and 12, respectfully, and they're surrounded by a sea of 20s.
0: That's what you're looking for after you get past the Tier 3. You're looking for who's a guy who could... Pop. Because if I'm going to draft this guy, you're just thinking you're drafting this guy with your last pick that's not a, a defense or a kicker. Because you, you're you taking a, a shot on them being crazy good. So Albert O has the potential, by some experts' accounts, to be top 10. That means if everything fucking goes right, he could even be top 5 or something. But Johnu Smith's best is 22. So you're like, everything goes right there, and somehow he's the pass receiver, not Hunter Henry. And then somehow... Mac Jones is becoming a prolific passer rather than just a solid one. He could be, you're like, I don't know, he could be top 15. So, like, when you're looking at these guys, you want to go in the Tier 4, Tier 5 range. You want to go for a guy who has potential to be, like, crazy. Like, I don't know much about Irv Smith Jr., but his best is 10 and his worst is 41. I'd rather have that giant range than someone Evan Ingram say who's like been a good tight end in the league for years gets hurt a lot on a bad team in jacksonville it's like you're, you're gonna get solid he'll be solid probably but like he's not gonna be elite probably so i'd rather have someone who like some experts are like he could be really good i'd rather take a shot or like if a rookie comes in who's supposed to be a dynamo like kyle pitts you saw he was going in like that 10 tier 10 to 15 tier last year when people are like, he could be amazing, but we don't know that he will be. So, like, you buy that ticket and you hope for the best on that one, I feel like. Mm. And now, that's what I'd do if I picked up a second tight end for some reason.
1: For, for some reason, he says.
0: I would never pick up a second tight end in a draft.
1: And it- I feel like later in the season, you can. In like, a 12-man, I might. In a 12-man, I did. I picked up Jared Cook, who finished, I don't know what he finished last year. I'm looking at now. Oh, I got to scroll a lot. We're going to look up where he finished.
0: It really depends what's around, right? Like, if I'm in a 10-man or whatever, and then we're getting into those later rounds, and, like, just Dalton Schultz is sitting there, and it's like I could pick up the third wide receiver on the Patriots or Dalton Schultz. Like, you take the best player available, right? You do. But I don't know if I'm taking, like, Gerald Everett as a second tight end just in case mine gets hurt i could find jared leverett on the waivers so like that's more my thought process with these guys is like when it comes to the season they become important because it's like if you need to pick someone up who's the best guy to pick up that's what you you want and then a lot of times it's matchup based and this and that Mm -hmm. um but or if you have a high risk first tight end maybe you want to take a second
1: I like that, like a quarterback. Like if you
0: go Rob Gronkowski, you should probably take a second. Then
1: you need Alberto backing up.
0: Okay. I, that's probably who I'd go with. Unless, <laughs> like, I mean, you could probably get, like, uh, one of these higher guys, like Zach Ertz or something, as your backup, because people aren't usually picking two tight ends. But if your draft is heavy in the two, if you have a 12 man with heavy tight end pickups, maybe you're left with tier four and tier five guys, and I'd, I'd want someone who's high uh, ceiling. Because you could always just ditch him and pick up Austin Hooper, like off free agents usually. So,
1: who knows? Any other closing notes on tight end? I think you're right. Biggest closing
0: note. Biggest. Close. Sorry, go I ahead. Was say
1: I think you're right about like the tier four guys. Looking them over again, these are your trap. These are like mm-hmm. the trash. These are the guys you pick up like when your main <laughs> guy goes down. So I don't know
0: if I said that. But <laughs> your words
1: <laughs> verbatim. <laughs> um, what was your closing note on tight ends? Let's bring it home. Biggest
0: closing note is, like, you know, we've played games in the past, a bunch Mario and MLB. Whenever it was a new game, I always did well in it. I have, the one thing I can do is analyze, like, games and figure out, like, good strategies right off the bat. And eventually everybody learns those strategies, and maybe then my, my wins drop off. And it's something I've done in fantasy football a bunch. Like, the running... Uh, Like a pass-catching running back was one of my big keys to being good when I first started fantasy. Everybody was picking up full-on runners, and I tried to diversify. Then you go to running quarterbacks was a big thing. You go to high-value tight ends, like stealing. The recent thing I've been doing in the last five years or so, I'll I'll pay second-round price for Travis Kelsey because he's going to get me 10 points more than any other tight end. And so I was willing to play, pay that premium, premium. And But the game evolves, and it changes and stuff. And you can see now pass-catching backs not as valuable as they used to be. Obviously, PPR dif- differentiates that. But in standard, it's like you could get away with a, a Henry or a Taylor right now, and it's not as viable that your guy is catching 700 yards of passes and running for 1,000. So um, – the game changes, and the biggest thing i I think is ha- gonna happen now is we're getting going into a phase where maybe it's like, wait on tight end this year. I think that's my biggest takeaway. That's the takeaway for, for my me. drafting plans this year. If, I think I'm gonna. If you wait. learned
1: anything from any of our rambling, it's that this is not the tight. This is not the year to reach on tight end. Yep. Love that. That's our show. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Wow! Wow! We got tight ends covered. We got quarterbacks covered. We'll have to dedicate a full-blown episode to the other positions: running back, wide receiver, kicker. Um, but we'll <laughs> find the time. Thank you so much for listening, Brady. Any any other closing notes? Got nothing. Got nothing. Eat your veggies, kids. Thanks for coming out. Give us a follow at Not a Comp Podcast on Twitter. Like, subscribe, hit that bell. Peace.
0: Bye.